we are back. And again, that was music from Fiona Joy, who's standing by to chat with us. I want to tell you a little bit about her before I bring her on. She's a classically trained New Age composer, pianist, and singer from Australia. And uh, she's calling in to chat with us about uh, some of her latest music and what's been going on. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning. Thank you for calling in. Well, thank you very much for having me. I've, I've come a long way for this interview from Australia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, your music is beautiful. I, I was playing it earlier, and sometimes, you know, you need to lear- listen to certain types of music that just kind of ground you and take you away from all the stress of life, and I, that's why I enjoyed it so much. Absolutely, and I think that's, um, that's a lot of what New Age music does. You know, it's, it's all about, um, you know, giving, giving people something to, for rest and relaxation and something that, you know, allows you to contemplate and go into the music and sort of take something, take some inspiration from it for your day, I guess. And what's, what's also um, funny for me is sometimes I don't want something with a lot of lyrics and I might be doing something like trying to unwind or write and you put music on like this and it just kind of takes you away and, and takes you out of where you are and helps you focus. Well, thank you. That's, um, that's what I really like to hear. Sometimes people say your music puts me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually, yeah, I'm actually quite flattered by that as well because uh, anything that you can do to make a difference to somebody's day and, and you know, help them get through it is, is a good thing. Well, the theme of my show, Get the Funk Out, is um, something that a lot of people respond to in different ways. So sometimes people will share a story about how uh, they were in a tough time and they found something about th- something different about themselves and they went off to a different path. Did you ever, f- do you find yourself sometimes in a personal funk? And if so, how do you get out of it? Uh, I think sometimes... I mean, like like everybody, life's got a lot of stresses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I've got my own stresses, I've got two children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had to raise my children and put my career on hold mm-hmm. until they were a little bit older. I raised an autistic child. So for me, I think a lot of my music comes from that place that you go to maintain your sanity sure. in, in a way. It's, it's what sort of gets me through life. Some people do yoga, some people sit down with pen and paper, some people draw. For me, I go to the piano and I put my thoughts and emotions into music. And so it's not only work, but it's also um, relaxation for me as well. When did you first become musical? Um, I was probably born musical, I guess, because Mm -hmm. it's just something that I can't not do, if that makes sense. But um, when my mother was 17 when I was born, so my grandmother moved in with us when I was eight years old to take care of me, and she bought um, a 100-year-old German iron frame piano with her, and I just fell madly in love with that piano, and, and all I wanted to do was have lessons, and I really just wanted to write my own music. I was one of those kids that kind of had to do my own thing, and I just loved it right from the word go. That is beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> but it took me until I was 38, until I'd had my children, mm-hmm. to, to get into the recording studio because 
And in a way, when you're writing instrumental music, you have to have subject, you have to have life experience, something to write about, because you've really got to put something into the music. You don't have lyrics to tell the story. So my life experience was having my children and raising them, and then I guess I had a little bit more to say going into the studio at, at a later age. Right. I believe that firmly, that sometimes musicians, they... Uh, develop later on or they come up with a whole new aspect musically after they have children uh, yeah you definitely have a lot more to say you you're a lot more passionate about things you've experienced so much more you have more to give back mm-hmm. I don't think that I was anywhere near as understanding of just of life in general when I was in my 20s it took me and I hate to say this it actually it was good for for me to have difficult children because it made me understand so much more about other people and about life. And now, um, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to tell you what age, but obviously I'm, I'm a fair bit older than 38. Okay. <laughs> but I, I feel like I have a really good understanding of disability and handicap, and that's probably the gift from my children, and I feel like I've been able to somehow put that into my music. You know what I'm imagining? Um playing this music for children that do have learning disabilities or challenges, what have, what have been some of the things you've seen your kids experience through your music? Well, um, it, I mean, it's very relaxing because there's a lot of things that you learn, yes. um, you know, with autistic and difficult children, and that is things like oils, like lavender, like, um, you know, various things that you do to calm them. So music becomes a part of that most definitely. But also playing live is um, is very powerful because taking them to concerts and letting them experience music and performance is um, is a wonderful thing for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sort of gives them gives them something that's nurturing and something. I, my, both my children learned to play music. Oh, they did. Yes. Yeah, I had them enrolled in early childhood music, mm-hmm. and both of them could read music before they could read because even my autistic child, who has had quite extreme Asperger's, mm-hmm. was extremely bright. And, and, yeah, so he could read music from the age of five. Wow. And so is he a piano player like you, or is he doing something else? No, they started early childhood music sort of starts with um, things like recorder mm-hmm. and moving on to flutes. And, and rhythm, and then one child learned the violin, and the other one learned, um, you know, all all of the flutes. So neither of them wanted to learn the piano. I think they'd probably seen, you know, seen me do too much of it. They didn't <laughs> want to compete with mum. That's all right. Well, I, I like to play guitar, and neither one of my kids play good play guitar. I mean, I, f- I, I feel like I, I didn't like push guitar that. as well. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's an awesome instrument. It's, for me, I grew up also, you know, with, with that sort of campfire thing happening because I'm a country girl, I'm a, a rural girl. So um, I enjoyed playing the guitar, but I wouldn't say I'm a good guitarist at all. <laughs> well, but, but it's still another aspect. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's something just that you, that you can pick up a guitar and play a few songs and, and sing and just have a good time. So I enjoyed that. But neither of my children liked the guitar. It was, yeah, other instruments. The violin was a... That was a hard one. I think that's got to be one of the hardest instruments to learn. I think so. Yeah, but what? music is great for children. It's such a wonderful um, way for them to develop. And also it's a universal language, so there are no barriers. You know, you can... I tour in China. Music is a language that your audience always understands, particularly if it's instrumental. 
instrumental because there there's no lyric, there's yes. no you know message that is defined totally by a language barrier. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people can express themselves better musically than they can in conversation. I think I'm probably a little bit like that, to be <laughs> honest. I can say all my thoughts and get them down. To me, it's logical. It's lack synchronicity. You feel something or you imagine something one way and then you translate it as a piece of music. So to me, it's, it's very black and white. You know, I can hear my subject matter in the music. And, um, yeah, okay. it's a very powerful medium if you have a message and if you put some sort of intention and integrity into the music. What made you gravitate towards new age music versus a different type of music? You know, I had no idea what new age was mm-hmm. until I moved to America with my husband when I was 20 years old and I heard George Winston and I fell madly in love. I, I'm his biggest fan to this day. Uh-huh. And I realized what I was doing and what I was writing, where it fitted in, I knew exactly where I belonged. And so I contacted Will Ackerman because I thought, that's what you did. You know, he was the founder of Wyndham Hill. And I didn't hear anything back from him until I read somewhere that there were three million, he, he said there were three million George Winston wannabes in the world and every single one of them emailed him. So I figured I was just another one of them. But <laughs> then um, it was only a few years after that that I was a finalist in a competition and George Winston was a finalist and I won with a keyboard album. And then oh. um, Will Ackerman emailed me and said, I think you better come over and record on my piano. <laughs> So that was that was amazing. That was an amazing experience for me. I remember first hearing on is it Andreas Voldenweider? Oh, oh yes, Andreas Voldenweider. I love his music. Yes. His harp is just absolutely stunning and totally unique and he builds his own harps. I didn't know awesome. that. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Yeah, just uh, just amazing. I've been very lucky to work with um some of these people, you know, like Will Ackerman and Tony Levin and you know, Jeff Oster and Lawrence Black, just amazing, amazing people. Mm-hmm. It's in, the, in the New Age world, you know, people that are at the top of the New Age world because coming from Australia as a, as a you know, a, a kid that grew up in rural Australia to suddenly be in this world, you know, where I'm, I'm going to the Grammys and I had a song on a Grammy-winning album a couple of years ago. Right. It's, it's a little bit surreal. It's been like a dream come true, but I'm doing what I love, so I couldn't ask for anything else. And I, but I do want to ask you where exactly you did grow up. Um, what, was there any New Age music there at the time? No, oh, okay. absolutely, absolutely none. Um, I think people used to kind of look at me like I had, you know, two heads. <laughs> <laughs> where did she get this from? Yes. But it's what comes naturally. You, and you, I think with music, if you try to be something that you're not, it's never going to translate. And I am. That's what I do. I, I tell stories, and that's very much um, New Age, and it fits with the whole idea of New Age and, and being very centered and very focused and, and very spiritual with your music. And tell me about the uh, album that was submitted to the 59th Grammy Awards for consideration. That was Signature Synchronicity. Um, it, it didn't make the finals of the Grammys, but it did win uh, an indep- two independent music awards. That's great. And it was a finalist in the Hollywood Music and Media Awards and the International Acoustic music was it. The album did surprisingly well, and yet it was the first album that I um, had two singer-songwriter songs on. So I kind of um, still new age, but that was a whole new world for me because I've always sung and I've always done the new age singing where you use voices instrument. But this was the first time that 
understand well, you were just in China. You do, we're doing a tour in China? Um, I've toured China now three times, and I'm going back again this year. I love China. Uh, there's four million kids learning piano over there, so a lot of the audience are children, and you yes. get to, to speak to them, obviously, via a translator. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I tell them stories. You know, this, is, this song is about a princess and a dragon, and kids can hear that much more so than adults. So you're really sort of reaching out to an audience that, that understands what you're talking about, and it's very rewarding. Oh, it's beautiful. I, you know, when I listen to your music and I think, this music could be in, you know, major motion picture soundtracks. I mean, it's powerful. Oh, I wish. Yeah, that's <laughs> what lots and lots of people say. And yeah. I guess that's something that I'm going to be uh, working towards now. I, I was um, with a major publisher for quite some time, and I've just got my music back um, to, you know, to, I now own my own copyrights, which is uh, fantastic. So, you know, if there's any, any film producers out there that would <laughs> like some music, please call me. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you're in uh, Studio City, usually? I'm staying in Studio City okay. with my PR person who's also my manager, and that's um, Beth Helton. She's been a huge help to me. Uh, this is my first experience with Grammy Week, mm-hmm. and it's, it's non-stop, and, and Beth's worked Grammy Week now for years and years and years. She's had a lot of clients that have been finalists and, um, and you know, winning Grammys, and it's, you know, it's, it's a big deal. There's, there's okay. a lot of events and a lot of people that I've met. The independent mu- music community is an awesome community, yes. very supportive, and, um, and I'm definitely going to come back next year. Oh, good. How long are you definitely. here for? How, yeah, how long um, are you here until you go back to Australia? I fly back tonight. Oh, you do? And when are you back here? Well, I'm back in May because I have two album releases in May and June. Ah. And one is a solo piano album with Blue Coast Records, uh, and it's an audio file album. So it's actually an essay CD. Okay. Um, and then I have a new age group that I'm a part of with Will Ackerman and Lawrence Blatt and Jeff Foster. And the album is called Flow. And, and we're releasing our first album as a group. And that'll, that'll be coming out at the end of May. So it's a really big and exciting year for me. And, and I'll be That's back great. for six weeks. So half of, half of June and all of May. Will you be performing in May? Or are you just um, you won't be doing any kind of concert with well, them? I will be attending uh, the, the audio file show in okay. L.A. Oh, good. And um, the release of my album will be in the, in the Sony-sponsored high-res bus because people can go and sit in there and listen to the album in formats like DSD and, you know, really sort of high-res formats. And then I'll be playing in the Blue Coast Records room at the Audiophile show. Wow, I would love to come hear you perform. I would love you to come, and I will definitely make sure that that I contact you and let you know all the details. That would be wonderful to meet you. That would be great. (laughs) So what what is life like for you once you go back to Australia? You must have a lot on your plate. Well, I do. I have, I have, um, I run my own record label because uh, some of my albums are released on, on my independent label as well. Mm-hmm. So I have that to deal with. Um, you know, I, I have a husband between us. We have four children. Um, my husband's 88-year-old mother is moving in with us. Wow. Uh, so, and I started my career as a nurse, so I'm very much, I uh, think of myself also as a carer. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's um, a, part of, a part of my life as well. So I've got a big year. Yes, 
big, actually. That (laughs) is huge. (laughs) It is. And then I'll be back again in uh, September and November. And I'm I'm playing at Carnegie Hall. You are? In October, on the 6th of October. So that will be a career highlight for me. Oh, I'll say. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing in the, I think it's called the Wild Hall. So it's part of the Carnegie um, group of halls. And that's going to be with Flo. The new age band, okay, and um, and and we're just sort of in in the planning stage for that at the moment. That is so exciting. Yeah, just to get the date, you know, to put it in my diary and write down Wild Hall Carnegie. <laughs> it's, it, it's like a dream yeah. come true. You know, you grow up thinking one day I'll play at Carnegie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will be. I and can't believe it. it. <laughs> and there it is. What's yeah. What's interesting too is. Uh, being a mom, sometimes you think, I have kids, it's overwhelming, I'm never going to fulfill my dreams. And you just kept pushing along and pushing along. and Waited until I could. I had to, yeah. I very much had to put it on hold. But in some ways, it builds up and it becomes almost, you know, like Mount Vesuvius. It's, it's, yeah. you, you take the lid off and then all of that creativity just comes out at a million miles an hour. And I think my PR person, Beth, is she, she's always saying, I can't keep up, you're going too fast, you're going too fast. But that's, <laughs> that's how I'm hardwired because I did put it on hold for so long to raise my children. Right. Um, but, you know, now I'm free to do that. My kids are doing really, really well. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm very lucky. But when I go back, you know, like any mum, the first thing I'll do will be to call both of them and make sure that, that everything's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> of course. But it's, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, I, love, I love my boys. My eldest is 27 and my youngest is 24, and they're just they're gorgeous kids. Oh, you know? that's so wonderful. They're, they're fantastic. My husband's got um, a daughter and a son, and they're a little bit younger. But, um, yeah, I, I love kids, and I'm ready to be a grandma, and I wish one of them would just get married and have children. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a big hint. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wish. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. That would just be awesome. I love babies. <laughs> oh, that's great. You have to bring them on tour with you. <laughs> oh, now there's a thought. That, that would be interesting. Be <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. No. Yeah, you need you need so much sleep. Being on tour is actually such hard work. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Hoping to hoping to tour with Flo, mm-hmm. New Age Group. That would that would be great. We're sort of Carnegie is our first stop. And then after that, we're, we're sort of trying to sort of work out how we can build in a whole tour of a number of cities um, after that. So that's what we're working on. How can people keep up with what's going on with you and where you're performing? Is there a uh, FionaJoy.com is probably the best place. You know, I've, I've got um, all my information there or even find me on Facebook at Fiona Joy Music. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything I do, all the sheet music I release, all the albums, the the tours, the news, everything is you know on Facebook and on my websites. Any videos of you performing on YouTube? Absolutely, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I have a YouTube page, yeah, okay. Fiona Joy as well. Um, so you can have a look on there because the the song that you were playing, you were talking about ceremony. Yes, it has a video which I shot last year in Melbourne at this beautiful, beautiful old house with gorgeous gardens and, and so I'm very fortunate to have some I've had some filmmakers help me to make some really lovely videos of everything on that album that you have there and they're all on YouTube as a playlist. So I would love people to go and, and have a look. We we burnt a piano in one of the in one of the video clips, which 
doesn't sound very new age, but I've got to say it was a lot of fun. It was a very Game of Thrones. Nice. I love burning it. Burning piano, you know, with dragon wings. And that was going back to telling the story about the princess and the dragon. So, so it's very, it's like adult fairy tales, I guess. Great. I do want to yeah. add, I'm on your uh, YouTube page, that you've got uh, an interview, live performances on here. So there's a lot to All check out. All sorts of things, yeah, I do. And I, I even have, um, you know, a showreel of the, the China tour and, and all sorts of things. I love YouTube. It's great. It is because, you know, I, people can get a glimpse of your music and you've got some great Yeah, music and it's videos. a way to connect with fans as well. You know, like with Facebook, we get so caught up with things like Grammys and all the excitement of all of, you know, the things that we, that we do um, and radio interviews, and that is really exciting. But we forget about the music. Every now and again, it's just great to post a piece of music and it's always a YouTube clip, you know. So it's a way for people to watch a visual and listen to a piece of music and then you get to take them on a little bit of a, a, a journey with you so they get to sort of hear something and hopefully connect with your music. That's oh, perfect. And I do want to add, I put up, all of your links and your bio up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Well, thank you so much. I just think it's such an awesome concept to, to be talking about inspiration and change and new directions. And thank you. Something that everybody, you know, we've, we've all got to be aware that the only thing that's, that's, that we can rely on is impermanence. So we have to be willing to change and move forward and have new directions. Yes. And sometimes in those really tough, challenging moments, those are the most amazing learning moments. Yes, yeah, that's when you learn, and you can you never ever stop learning. The the, the minute you, that you think you know everything, that you've reached some sort of pinnacle in your life, in your career, any any sort of pinnacle, well, you haven't because at that point you've just you know you've lost the plot. <laughs> really, right. we're all learning. Life is a journey, and it's a journey right to the end. Yes. So we, that's all the time we have, but uh, just give your website one more time, and then I'm going to leave the listeners with uh, another song of yours. Well, thank you very much. Thank yeah, they so can much. go to FionaJoy.com and, and have a listen, and it's been such a pleasure talking to you, oh, Janine. You I'm really, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I look forward to meeting you sometime. Thank you. Have, <laughs> have a wonderful day. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Again, that was the lovely Fiona Joy calling in to talk about her latest music and all the great happenings. So I'm going to leave you with one of her songs, which is off of her YouTube channel. This is called Once Upon Impossible. And that's a wrap for me. This is Get the Funk Out. I'm Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.